0: This episode of Joy's World, the podcast. (laughs) I thought that was really good, to be fair. Um, Guys, uh, this episode, I have two very special guests. I have done a takeover on their podcast and now they are here in my world. Please welcome from Dope Black Women, Leanne and Roshan. Welcome, ladies, to my world. Hey, hey, what's
1: hey, 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 what's going on?
0: <laughs> now, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, Roshan is not on camera, and what you're going to do, right, is you're going to deal with it, okay? that's what. We're... <laughs> tell them, Roshan, tell them what they're going to do.
2: Guys, you're going to what? Deal with it, okay? Just okay. one episode, you won't die. There's a war going on. There's a lot of more serious I mean? things to focus on, all
0: right? all exactly. right thank you and it's still um, gonna be a lit episode all right thank you 100 well i mean you say it's gonna be a lit episode leanne and i are drinking wine roshan again you're not drinking wine i feel like i feel like you're feel actually like...
2: singling me out here and that <laughs> is not what i would call supporting your fellow black woman okay okay yeah.
0: leanne, leanne
1: would you like to call roshan out on the fact that she's not drinking either I have tried several times Roshan was at my house last weekend And I quite literally almost Tried to force Prosecco down her throat And she refused I've given up I'm just going to let her be I just hope you, that when You started, won't notice She's full of vibes regardless It won't matter like I need A little bit of wine A little bit of other stuff To get me going She mm-hmm. is 100% vibe sober all day long
0: Wait, Leanne, what's the other stuff? <laughs> Come on, um, Leanne. You know, Resil. a little bit of
1: wine, a little bit of weed, a little bit of rum from time to time. Nothing, nothing um, too harsh. I need a little bit of dick. Oh. To be fair. I have, I have this instead.
0: Mm, yeah. I mean, do you know what? I, so I don't smoke weed, but I smoke cigarettes. Who starts smoking cigarettes at 27 years old?
1: Can you was tell me crazy. to sort my life out? You know, I started smoking when I uh, cigarettes when I was like fourteen. Okay. Um, and fourteen. I quit. Yeah, my mom gave me my first cigarette because she thought it would make me quit. You know, any mom gives, she's like, "Yeah, go ahead, try it, try it." Yes, mom. <laughs> you expect that you're gonna, your daughter's gonna cough up along, and I was like, "No, this is great. This is amazing." And then we smoked together up until I was like in my early twenties, and then I quit. Well, wow. your mum sounds lit. Well, wow. Roshan, do you have any bad habits? I mean,
2: not in regards to smoking, but I feel like I definitely have bad habits in just
0: life. Oh, you know what, oh actually? God. We're going to come on to one of your bad habits as well. I've, I've got questions. One of mine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of yours,
2: yeah. No, why is you coming through with receipts, please? Come and ruin my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to I know, know what Roshan's bad habits are. Feel like I don't know them.
0: No, Leanne, once I once I tell you, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because even oh, you so. have a I was doing my research, right? But uh, before we get there, I always ask my guests, the first question is always the same, and that is, how are you feeling today? Are you tired? Are you hungry? Wee- are you horny? How are you feeling? <laughs> Roshan, let's start with you. Oh. I know that you're tired because you told me you just come back from work. Um... Do you know what?
2: I could have a really negative answer, but what I would say in a really long answer, but I'll make it short, is I'm feeling optimistic. I feel like the last 10 days have probably been, like, not even to be dramatic, one of the hardest period of time of my life ever. Um, But I feel like, you know, when you go through something and then after, like, you're at that period where you're coming out of the end of it, I'm at that stage now and today's felt a lot lighter. And like as part of today, for example, I lost my AirPods at work and I was so chill about it. And everyone was like, how are you so calm? And I'm like, if you know what my last 10 days were like, losing these AirPods don't mean nothing. And I was just like, it's fine. But whatever happens, happened." And then before I left work, I went to reception and they were found. And I was just like, look, I thought that was a big deal and it wasn't. So I feel like now I'm with you guys and we're talking. And I just feel like even though this conversation's just started, I just know it's going to be a good one and it's just going to add to like the start of my week. So I would say optimistic because I feel like my week's only going to get better from now.
0: No, it's good to feel, it's good to feel optimistic. And like you, I've had like a, uh, a difficult couple of weeks and it's just to do with like parenting and my daughter and school and things like that. It's just been very difficult, but I'm trying to like not let, one bad day turn into two bad days and feel like I'm trying to just keep myself going and this Mm -hmm. this podcast is one of the things that keeps me going um Leanne
1: how are you feeling today um well I'm tired enough that I just showed my vibrator on screen knowing that this was going to be on YouTube so (laughs) I think that is an indication (laughs) of how much brain fog is going so I am currently working like Two different well i have two different jobs plus shan and i have dope black women so adjusting to that and then moving back from jamaica has been just very busy and so i'm consistently just exhausted but in a very kind of gratifying way and like shan said like everything that i'm doing are things that everything that i'm doing is something that i wanted to be doing and something that i've been wanting to be doing so I actually know that i'm you know when they tell you to prepare yourself for the blessings that you're going to receive now I'm going through all of the things that I've asked for so even though it's a lot of work I'm actually really grateful and podcasts jumping on these conversations are always as Shan said extremely therapeutic and they just allow us to like vent and release and like reset ourselves so yeah
0: And, I mean, Leanne, I know that I'm buff, yeah, but I didn't know I was that buff to make you want to get your vibrator out already. I mean, <laughs> it, or you could wait was... till the end.
1: I, I'm so embarrassed because it was clearly just right beside me in bed, right? Which just goes to show. We know what you was doing before we started, okay? No, it's just there. It's always there in case. Just, it's the temporary dick in the glass case, you know? Just break it out whenever you need to very important
0: i have a sex box um what well, a sex toy box and um yeah it's going to be upgraded because i i actually did an interview this afternoon um with a friend of mine and she works for a sex toy company and she said she's going to send me stuff i'm like yes can thank you it. send me stuff too please because <laughs> yep, i've had a tough week yeah I'll I'll let I'll let you I'll I'll ask her I'll ask her um one thing that you ladies do on your podcast when you're interviewing people is you ask them what makes them a dope black woman so I just thought I'd steal that idea and ask you what makes you a dope black woman Leanne
1: let's start with you you know we've never had to answer that question I don't think any of no No, we did yeah did we On our very first episode. Oh God, that was like over 150 episodes ago. Literally. (laughs) Yeah, we've been doing this for a long time now. Um, What makes me a dope black woman? Woman. Um, I think what makes me a dope black woman is the fact that I try really hard earnestly to live by the principles that I advocate for. So... Shan and I always talk about v- being vulnerable, being authentic, being honest, and that means kind of represent or telling the truth, no matter how that makes you look. And sometimes you know we do things that don't that we're not particularly proud of, and most people I think would try to like shy away from talking about those things, and I try to share those things even more than I share kind of my achievements and celebrating myself like I try to talk about the difficult things just yeah. to be as authentic as i possibly can so i think that's what makes me a dope black woman.
0: roshan what about you
1: um this sounds like i'm stealing it from leanne but i was
2: my, i was actually gonna say um that I, i'm a trier i'm not sure if that's even a word and for me it kind of just stems from that i feel like i genuinely and i haven't always been like this but i think i genuinely generally always try to be the best version of myself that i can <laughs> through doing like a lot of healing work through getting like feedback on how I am as a friend, how I'm as a sister or whatever. Um, and I feel like I'm, I, I'm not afraid to kind of share my story and admit when I'm wrong. And I feel like that's sometimes important, especially to like younger generations to help them to have a safe space to speak about things. And there's other people older and younger than you to kind of normalise some of their fears or barriers about their own experiences.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. And you know what? A question that's just popped into my head um, through listening to your answers actually is, have you always felt like a dope black woman? Because now I'm thinking about it, I would say that it's probably only been the last year, maybe, maybe year and a half that I have even like felt like I could say that about myself. So have, have you guys always felt like you were dope black women or when did that point come?
2: Do you know what? Yeah, I've spoken about this in the podcast before. Um, So there's two parts to the answer. The first is, I find the phrase dope black woman challenging in itself. Um, I spoke to Leanne about this literally just the other day. (laughs) I was just like, I don't know how I feel about um, like saying I'm a dope black woman or like that idea. And I think it comes from the fact that like black women, were never really, that's not a position we've had. Like Mm -hmm. being great or being dope or being amazing that's not labels we've ever been given from society. So of course it's not gonna be natural to us to Mm -hmm. use those words. It's only now in the last maybe year that being a black woman has been relatively cool. Do you get what I mean? Like we still Mm -hmm. have, like I think just this week it was announced like Berman had their first black MP. There's too many situations where it's the first black, the first black. So I feel like that kind of contributes towards it. But I feel Mm -hmm. like with myself, I find it really hard to attach to labels in general. Mm-hmm. So I feel like because that's the name of our brand, um, in, in in reference to that, I suppose it's a continuous journey of for me anyway, in terms of like whether or not I feel like I'm a dope black woman. And I feel like it's such a personal thing to what is dope to you. Does that make sense?
0: And I feel like sometimes as well, people feel maybe a bit conscious about calling themselves dope in any way, because it like, especially, I don't know if it's like a UK thing, but we don't like to give ourselves praise and we don't like to like, seem like we're too big headed. So I think as well, that maybe is like a contributing factor. Um, Leanne, what about you?
1: Well, it's interesting because I think Black women in general don't like to give themselves praise. And it's true. Whenever we ask Women, this on the podcast they're very like shy about you know gassing themselves and we're like no this is and that's why we asked the question right it's because we want to give people that opportunity Mm -hmm. but for me growing up it's interesting and I think this is as a result of the fact that I grew up in a majority black country Mm -hmm. is that I think and I grew up in a country I mean I grew up in Jamaica where people are always gassing themselves you know it's part of our culture to like To big ourselves up and we're very patriotic people so i don't know if i ever felt like a dope black woman but i always felt like a dope jamaican and i always very i was always very proud of my uh nationality i was always very proud of who i uh, of of what i belonged to not necessarily myself as an individual but i i um i think i was always proud to be jamaican and in that sense um i always felt dope but i don't know if i ever felt like a dope black woman because I had so many insecurities about how I looked or you know whether I was attractive my skin color was a big thing growing up because obviously we have an issue around colorism in in most um countries that we that exist so I think as an individual I didn't feel like a dope black woman but I always felt like I was part of something that was dope
0: yeah no that makes sense and it's it's yeah I think it's just I don't know, like as I say, it's, it's just a it's a difficult thing to kind of get your head around and kind of like admit to. But yeah, no, I definitely think I'm a dope black woman. I think I'm dope at everything, everything I do. That's what we're going with.
1: That's what I'm saying. And we in. are, like, I mean, what, make, what makes someone not dope? You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless they're not being true to themselves, what makes you not a dope black? Like, we're all fucking dope, like. Yeah, I feel like them. unless someone's like
2: homophobic, racist, or anything in that sort of arena, then I feel like it's not down to anyone to critique or like, define whether or not they could be considered a dope person. The people that fit into those sort of isms and schisms are the only people that I'd be like, okay, yeah, you're not a dope person yeah. or like, but that's, that's, just, that's just fundamental to like, even if you don't use the word dope, but like, you're just not a nice person. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Like, because like, discrimination on any grounds is just not cool.
0: Yeah. And I think it's I think it's important that like, it starts with us, like, as I said earlier, like, it's not about being like big headed or anything like that. But it's about actually it's OK to be confident in yourself and it's OK to believe in yourself. And it's actually OK to know that you're a good fucking person. Like, I feel like sometimes that's hard for people to admit. Um, but no, a lot of the time it's, it's OK. Like, you you know, it's OK to know that you're a good person. And I feel like once you know that, you know what, like people can't take that away from you.
1: Uh 100% I definitely agree with that and I think it's important like how do you motivate yourself to do better unless you think enough of yourself to grow and to develop you know what I mean you have to start with a foundation of feeling good about yourself or knowing Mm -hmm. that you have the capacity to be something great
0: yeah and I think you know what I think for me, um, one of the reasons that I feel like that, and, and I'm very like passionate about believing in yourself and knowing that you're a good person, is because I and I speak about this a lot on my podcast. My listeners will know. Um, I I I um, live with depression, and one of the things like when I'm in a really bad like state of depression is that I I really I'm like oh my god like everybody hates me like I'm a horrible person. Yeah and so I think that's why like I try to keep reminding myself actually like no like you're not like you're not a terrible person even little things like you know like when you have friendship breakups or you're speaking to a guy and it doesn't work out little things like that and I kind of like internalize them and I'm like oh my god like see this is another person that hates me but now I'm just kind of like I can't let myself keep that mindset I need to just like yeah Deal with it at the time and
2: let it go and not internalise it too much. Yeah, and I think, I don't say I relate to that entirely, but I think something that can kind of help soften those emotions when it comes to friends is actually asking for feedback. So, like, when I was younger, I think I maybe would sometimes go through phases where I felt like that towards friendships or even, like, not even to do with depression, (laughs) I just overthink in general. Mm -hmm. And like maybe if my friend didn't talk to me for a certain amount of time or I wasn't invited to something, I might think, oh, they don't care about you, they don't like me, or whatever. And I feel like I don't really have, I I, I haven't had that. I couldn't tell you the last time I kind of experienced that. But I think I don't need, it's impossible for me to experience that now because I ask for for feedback from my friends quite a lot. Mm -hmm. So I can't possibly think they don't like me or they have an issue of this or an issue of that because in the last six months, I've really asked them for feedback on our relationship so i'm already affirmed about why we're friends in the first place do you get what i mean so that might be something that's worth trying as well to help
1: what happens when you don't get feedback though like what happens when somebody just cuts you out of their life altogether and i can't recall an instance where that's happened but i certainly have cut people off and just like not given them any reason at at all whatsoever what do you do when you don't have an opportunity to get feedback
2: I feel like it depends on whether or not you think you, cause I, I think here's the thing about like, with friendships. I feel like sometimes it just comes to an end. Like you mm. both just stopped putting work in and I don't need feedback <laughs> like, in that situation. And other times there may be a disagreement or there may have been a situation that arose that you know is something that requires a conversation around and it just never happens, therefore you didn't speak. Mm. If it's the latter and it's something that's going to bother your conscience then I would then ignite a conversation. Whether the conversation is to become friends again or just to get clarity or just to get feedback, I would then do that. And I feel like for me and the quality of friendships I had, even if I've stopped talking to someone or any of my friends, I feel like I would still be able to go back to any of them to get that feedback, even if we knew we wasn't going to be friends anymore. But I think for yourself and your own kind of like self-care, you've got to know whether it's worth it. So I'll give you an example. I had a friend i have been friends with for years and... Last year, June, she said something to me and it basically spiralled a long conversation with myself where I basically decided I didn't really want to be friends with her anymore. Stroke, I have lots of, like, challenges with our friendship. It just made made me think about a lot of things that I was like, wow, I've I've just ignored this for, like, 20 years (laughs) or something ridiculous like that. And um, I think it put a strain on our relationship because I'm a very transparent person and I was ultimately acting different like I feel like if I'm being honest for how she might have felt I was acting different so I wasn't seeing her maybe as much in real life and I wasn't doing certain things and I think that put a strain because she wasn't getting from me what she needed but ultimately I wanted to talk to her but I wasn't in the headspace to talk to her in a way that would have been progressive for our friendship and there was a day where she basically ignored my messages that I'd sent her which was unrelated to like what I wanted to talk about and since then we haven't spoken For me, it's kind of like, I knew I wanted to talk to her about something and I now don't have the opportunity, but ultimately I felt like we didn't, she didn't really serve a purpose anymore. So I'm not gonna like ignite a conversation for feedback because I do not think she, she's not someone who I want to serve in 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 the capacity of being a friend. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And I also feel like the level of closeness that we have because I go to my friends for feedback and because I do those sort of things, if she (laughs) wanted to have those conversations, she would have, because that's always been something that's normalised in the friendships that I have.
0: Mm. I guess it's kind of like about picking your battles, isn't it? And kind of, yeah, as you say, like deciding like what is actually like worth certain things. Um, So a battle that I am going to pick with you, Rocham, is oh. um this fact, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, today I, I chose violence. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact that you said on your podcast that you don't sit on your toilet seat. Yes. Now, Roshan, I feel like you need to explain yourself because even Leanne had questions, even Leanne was confused. And so I just feel like it's time that you retold that story and, and share with us why <laughs> you don't sit in your own toilet seat. Please, okay. please, to, to I've us now come
2: to the floor. So I, Bashan Roberts, have not sat on a toilet seat mm-hmm. since yeah. I could remember. Okay. The only time I could tell you that I probably sat on a toilet seat was probably when I was like two or three years old on my potty. Never have I sat on the toilet seat with any sort of <laughs> recollection that I Man. can give you. If I go to the toilet in the public space, like to wee, I'll hover over the toilet. I would never, nothing could bring my body to shit outside of my household, nothing in the world. And if I need to poo at someone else's house, I will land the seat. If I need to poo in my own house, I will land the seat. And if I wee in my own house, I'll still hover.
1: I right. am like not bro. sitting on the
2: seat. Okay. I'm so sorry. Do you know how much bacteria is in the bathroom? You see okay. my bathroom, not- yeah? My bathroom, I, I live by myself. I have two bathrooms. And my bathrooms are clean. If something fell on the, on the floor, not that I would eat it, but if you wanted to eat it, I don't blame you because it's clean in there. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. But my bathroom's like the only bathroom that I would probably walk in barefoot, no socks. But I still wouldn't sit on the seat, even though it's just me. And every, and every time I go to the toilet, every time I poo, I bleach the toilet and clean it down every single time I poo. I poo once a day or once every other day, and still I'm not sitting on that seat. Okay, right. bathroom's okay. A nasty.
0: Okay, fine. Um, Leanne, um, this is your friend. Um, would you like to defend her, or are you on my side?
1: I mean, I think it's quite normal to not sit on a public toilet seat, right? But your right. own bathroom. And I actually, know, I actually only know one other person who does this, who doesn't sit on their own toilet seat or or who will line it. So they line their toilet seat. They're a man, so they stand up when they pee. Um, but, you know, I'm going to let her do her. I mean, it's her choice. It's her life. As long as she feels comfortable. I just want her to feel comfortable taking a pee or taking a shit in her own bathroom. That it's is also
2: is warmer, necessary. you know. It's actually warmer on the seats. <laughs> Okay, it sounds but like... it's a also a waste
1: of bit. toilet people.
2: Yeah. I mean, you don't have to buy the most expensive one. It's not always and Dex whatever they call it. With the, the doggy no, Durex
1: the are condoms, babe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're lining your toilet with condoms. Okay, Roshan, you see what it's you're doing It's been a here? while, it's been a while, darling. Okay, okay. um, Okay, Roshan, so... At the end of this episode, you, you guys will see that I've got you a little gift, right? But oh. now, I, I regret the gifts I got you, and I feel like I should have gone to Costco and got you a big, massive pack of toilet roll, <laughs> seeing as though you use it so much. I actually feel like i might like, next time I go to Costco, I'm going to buy you some toilet roll.
2: Actually, notoriously, anyone I've lived with, they hate... But My mum, if I was to go to stay at my mum's house for a week, she would tell me, bring toilet roll.
1: Yeah, wow. I can imagine.
2: Like, it's actually a thing in the family. Like, I stayed at my
1: nans for a bit
2: and I stayed at my aunts for a bit before moving out by myself. And at both places, they were like, you need to buy more toilet roll. Even though I, like, contributed to rent, they are like, you still need to buy toilet roll because yeah, they are like, it's you excessive. you
1: have to go through, like, a, a roll of uh, every couple of days or something like that. Between <laughs> wiping and actually lining the toilet seat. <laughs> but if it's just you, yeah, it's just your cheeks on the toilet seat... Can so, I tell you,
2: when I moved here, the toilet was brand new and the first thing I did was still line it. <laughs> it's
1: habit. It's just habit. Like I can't,
2: I can't get out of I can't get out of this. It's that like, I'm too far
0: gone. I'm I'm 25. I'm too far. I feel like we need to unpack this more. I feel like um there's something that's happened here because you know what? My mum, like, she always told me like to hover in a public toilet. Yeah. I totally get that. Public toilet nasty. But at
2: home. You know what it is, I think, yeah, my mom is the person to blame because my mom's quite a scornful person, and that like my mom won't she wouldn't share my mom's got two adult kids, so me and my brother who's nineteen, she wouldn't share drinks of us, mm. so I mm. feel like I don't know whether she sits on her seat or not at home. I've never asked her to be honest, but like if she doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me because that is just how she is
0: okay, so we're blaming your mom now, yeah. Yeah, we are
1: mommy Bye. issues.
0: Bye. When in doubt, blame your mom. Absolutely. Um, ladies, tell me a little bit more about the Dope Black Women podcast and what prompted you to start it.
1: I feel like Shan tells this story really well of like how we met. So, go for it, Shan.
2: I feel like I've been talking there. <laughs> but okay, so me and Leanne. But nothing but strangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one day in June, we was added to a group chat with 60 women. And um someone that we knew added Leanne, but I didn't know it was her, so it was plus four four on my phone. <laughs> and then add- added me, which would have been plus four four on Leanne's phone, and said, Hi, you two are running this. And then the person exited the chat. <laughs> oh, wow. And the Leanne became from plus four four, she became Leanne. And then now <laughs> she's like. The best big sister I could have asked for, and we now have Dope Black Women. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's kind um, of mad, like.
2: Yeah, it's very very random. But I think, I guess, what's really powerful about the way we met is that like Dope Black Women is all about creating a digital sisterhood, and a lot of people f- through the platform, through the WhatsApp groups, have created a lot of relationships, had created a lot of partnerships that like they meet up with like, what I would say, strangers and form yeah. friendships and. It's just a testament that you can really just make friends with anyone. Because yeah. I would have met Leanne outside of this scenario. And now we're, like, so close. And, and, like, not to go deep now, but there's been times where I've spoken to Leanne and been crying and been like, I feel like we were supposed to meet be because this happened and then this happened and... Do you get what I mean? I feel like it's bigger. Sometimes I think things are bigger than you. I definitely feel like me and Leanne meeting was like that.
1: Yeah, no, I think the randomness with which we met is very much the precedent which has been set for the group like we met very organically very randomly um, and we just hit it off we didn't have to but we just hit it off and we got along really well and from that obviously the podcast developed and No, it's really nice to see that reflected in the group where we have women all over the world meeting each other and we bring our friends into the group and they make friends with women that they've never met and they have their own meetups in addition to the meetups that we have. We have events where women, you know, literally share so honestly and just show share their deepest kind of issues and other women reach out to them and support them and it's all upon the basis of the fact that one we're a part of this group but more importantly that we're all black women that share some sort of connection simply on that on that basis so it's it's just a beautiful thing to watch actually every day when i see women even today it was international women's day happy international women's day joy
0: thank you um
1: but yeah even today everybody was just sharing like words of affirmations with each other saying you know big up to the queens in this group so grateful for everybody so many women now work together or develop partnerships so many women have had growth so many women are going to therapy now but just because we talk about it in the group and share honestly about our own journeys with therapy so it's just a really nice and beautiful thing to see
0: Mm. and I think you know what it's funny you say that because everyone has has been like being very like uh positive about International Women's Day except on Clubhouse I don't know if you ladies what's use Clubhouse, but oh my god, I was on there for five minutes a day, and I said no, let me come off. It's too much negativity. Um, but so it's so dope black women. It's more than just a podcast. So I know that there's WhatsApp I joined it for a little while, but there was a lot of messages, and I and I think I don't know. I think I stopped. But there's Instagram. Tell tell people how they can kind of, and I think that's what's good about it is that it's not just a, a, the podcast. Yes, they can listen to listen to you guys talking, listen to some of the takeovers and things like that. But you can actually be interactive. And I think that's what's a good thing about it is that sometimes we hear people speak or we see people that we're like, oh, that person seems quite cool, but we never get a chance to actually speak to them. So talk to me a little bit about the other platforms, the WhatsApp group, the Instagram and how people can connect.
1: Well, we have the podcast that comes out every Thursday. And like you said, we try to take it from different aspects. So I cover the kind of Caribbean-American perspective. Shan covers uh, all things mental health and well-being. Um, And then we have the takeovers as well. So, um, you know, we invite people from, uh, have podcasts from all over the world, uh, both men and women, actually, to, to do takeovers for us. We have the WhatsApp group, which covers, again, globally, we have women in America, we have women in South Africa, we have women in Turkey. I think we have about... Over 300 women across both WhatsApp groups um, connecting. And then we have Instagram, which is Dope Black Woman 1. We have LinkedIn. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. That's all Dope Black Woman. And then we have our events. So during COVID, obviously, we we're doing most of our events online, but we've had a few in-person events too. Usually networking. We have things around financial literacy workshops that we have coming coming up. We have uh sexual health and well-being nights. We have girly sleepovers, we have lunch and learns, we have a bunch of different events that we're doing. I think we're gonna do some speed dating coming up soon. I'm there. Um we're having a meetup at a theater, at a play this weekend. So all of the dope black women are coming to support another dope black woman who's woman who's putting on her show. Um, this weekend so yeah we have a bunch of different events that are going on throughout the course of this year as well
0: you'll definitely be seeing me at the um, speed date in 125 percent
1: yep got to do it
0: so that sounds like a lot I'm not gonna lie that sounds like a lot how um how are you to like how are you coping like how are you again like how can you just how are you dealing with that? Because me, I can't even cope with this one small, small podcast. Um, and do you mind telling me a little bit about what you do outside of dope black women? So I know you both have jobs. Um, talk to me a bit about that. How do you kind of juggle work life and then the podcast life and running the groups?
2: Well, like firstly, you can't say you're a small little podcast. You you can't you can't you can't do that. That's not something we're gonna tolerate here, um, first and foremost. <laughs> I hate when people do that to like, other people's products. Like, how's your little radio show? Like, shut up. Um, but you definitely can't do that to yourself. So that's the first thing I'd like to do, okay? Okay. Um, secondly, I feel like with the with Don't Black, I feel like me and Leanne um, for a long time have just tried to juggle things ourselves. And we've kind of realized as we've gone along, mm-hmm. sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't work. There's, there's, mm-hmm. there's definitely strong pros to doing it ourselves. And there's also a lot of cons. And ultimately we want to create a community that connects with lots of black women so exp- growing our team is really beneficial to the end goal and now we are growing a team so we've got like someone called Roper on who's been on nearly since the beginning and she's basically like a core person of the team like the team without Roper wouldn't even be yeah. the team um, and then we've also now recruited some other people as well who are working in um like who's heading up we've got someone called to who's heading up the events he's going to be heading up yeah. the events now and we've got someone called Faustine who's joining to to help with events um so that's the team right now how many one two three so the team has now recently grown to five but for a long time yeah. it was just three um and I guess now our kind of to kind of be able to balance our work life versus our dope that like, woman life better in a more healthy and sustainable way we're just trying to like dedicate tasks accordingly to what people actually want to do um, mm-hmm. that also benefits them as well
1: yeah no definitely and I think we try to keep it as organic as possible so one of the really great things about Ropa in particular is that we kind of just organically met her uh to Faustine they naturally came on board we didn't do any real kind of recruitment so it's women that genuinely want to be a part of the space want to contribute it They appreciate what we're doing and they want to see it grow and so it's we've kind of turned into a little family which is really nice actually so no one's been like no one feels like they're working you know everybody does what they can and they contribute what they can and we all benefit from it in some way so yeah it's it's actually nice in that sense
0: no that sounds great so ladies it wouldn't be joy's world if we didn't talk a bit about sex and relationships (laughs) some of us are struggling out here um I have been keeping my listeners up to date because I got the marina coil fitted in November last year and I have been bleeding like a bitch and it's so my sex life has gone really downhill um because I haven't found a man that's mature enough to deal with a little bit of blood do you know what I mean um so talk to me a bit about (laughs) your love lives, are you guys in relationships? Are you looking? What's the deal? What's the gossip?
1: Shan, you wanna go first?
0: (laughs) Um, I feel like for me.
1: (laughs) Oh.
0: why are you laughing I feel like there's a story here what's why hey, are you laughing? like well where do I start what bit do I avoid talking about Wait, are you I'm... single or are you taken
2: so I'm definitely single I was in a relationship this time last year um I was cheated on I left um Did since you c- then I've been healing I would say from that yeah. in a non-bitter way I, I don't represent that person at all actually um and then I tried to have a taste of the casual world Mm -hmm. lasted about three months doesn't work for me at all um and now I'm back to just being single and by myself and I feel like I'm meant to be in a season of singleness I feel like this is a season where I need to just be by myself and I think it's important sometimes as women or and men or non-binary or whoever just as individuals Mm
0: -hmm. to like
2: listen to ourselves and know when we're what season we're meant to actually be in because sometimes you want companionship but that's not actually conducive to what you're trying to do.
0: Right but can you not be single but like does your vagina not get lonely?
2: Uh, Do you know what I do hear that but because I've practiced abstinence before I don't think it gets lonely in the same way it would for somebody else Mm. so it might get lonely and also because of Leanne, (laughs) Leanne got, that sounds very bad but let me just, let me finish the sentence (laughs) So basically, before I started Dope Black Women, I wasn't really someone who, like, explored my own body. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, through speaking, like, to Leanne and, like, other women and stuff, that's something I've kind of, like, started to do. So I've now got a toy. Um, Leanne's also bought me a toy. Um, And I feel like if I've got an itch to scratch, then I'm going to scratch that itch, baby. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I don't think anything's wrong with not doing that. I don't think anything's wrong with being casual or anything like that. I just, yeah. I just definitely have the clarity I need that it's not for me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And you know, why do you say that? Because I, I don't think there's anything wrong with not having sex either. I just personally can't do it. Like I get frustrated. Like when I say I get frustrated, like
1: I'm just like, I can't cope. It's been a week. And I'm like, mm, like I was going to say, what's the longest that you've been without it?
0: Honestly, I think the longest I've been is three weeks. Really? Yeah. But do you know I, what?
2: I, I think, yeah, because, because for example, yeah, you know, you talk about intimacy for mm. some people, in- sex is a form of intimacy, yeah. Mm. And for some people, sex is intimacy. Do you get what I mean? So for me, sex is a form of intimacy. So what I crave is not sex. I crave intimacy. And there's yeah. ways that I can be, in- I can feel intimate without having sex. True. But for some people, intimacy is sex. So I feel. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So it's not that I don't crave that it's just that what i'm craving is intimacy so i can get that in other ways where some people they're craving intimacy but for them inti- intimacy and sex are the same thing
1: mm-hmm. no yeah. i hear that. Okay. the ambition love life saying um so my love life is a little bit complicated <laughs> um i left someone behind in another country But even prior to that, actually, even when I was in Jamaica, I wasn't necessarily having sex because I had endometriosis, which, if you listen to the podcast, you will hear about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, between the pain and the bloating and not feeling great about my body, I just wasn't in that space where I wanted to have sex. And I think now that I've gone so long without it, (laughs) because I've been dealing with this since God last year, like July, August. Yeah. Um, and I've had sex maybe, you know, very sparingly since then, maybe once or twice. Um, I also like Shan, no, I'm not really craving sex. What I'm craving is intimacy because that's what has been fueling me over the past couple of months. Right. So I want someone to like cuddle with, and I want like a snuggle buddy for lack Mm -hmm. of a better word. It would be really ideal if someone were to come over at like 11 o'clock snuggle with me until like maybe 4 30 and then leave before I woke up and so I just didn't I won't even have to see them mm-hmm. um that is actually what I'm craving right now but yeah you know what?
2: I love hugging
1: yeah. yeah me too
2: can I just yeah. say something quickly <laughs> yeah because yeah? something so that is something that you might not even know from the podcast joy but something that I speak about a lot particularly at the start of the podcast was how much I love kissing yeah yes mm-hmm. because I actually think I'm the world's greatest kisser like, I don't think there's anyone better than me and if someone thinks that they could compete with me, I, then I'm definitely top two. Like it's impossible. I'm not top two. What
0: are you up for that challenge? Is that what you're saying? You're I was thinking, I'll say look
2: to prove my point because I just know that when it comes to kissing, baby.
0: can me talk about bad kisses because I'm not gonna lie. A few weeks ago, I had an experience and I was like, Why was I it bad? I couldn't breathe. Like he was like, like. I don't understand. Like it was like he was blocking my nostrils as well as my mouth. I, I was like, "What is going on? Why are you being so aggressive? Like, relax."
2: That would turn me off like immediately. Yeah,
1: yes. I can't stand it when somebody's tongue is just like flailing all over the place. Like, can you have some control? And like, yeah, you need to. Yeah. I, know,
2: I think it's as well, tongue in, tongue in only bangs if you can lips good. Very true. If you can't lips good, then your tongue is just whacking my tooth. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's just not. Yeah. There needs to be a root. There needs to be a rhythm. Like there needs to be a pattern going on. Yeah. Yes. Do you know what I mean? One hundred percent. One hundred. But I love cuddling now. I think I love cuddling more than I love kissing. That's what I was gonna say.
0: And that's yeah, a but big deal. And then like makes me want them to stick their dick in. hundred percent. Yeah,
1: but part of it is also about the tension. You know what I mean? Just the tension. It's the that's tension. There from the <laughs> And you don't even want to like get rid of the tension by taking the next step to having sex. Sometimes you just want to like feel that tension. But yeah, I agree. It's hard not to not to follow through.
0: No, I hear what you're saying. That, no, that tension is good. Like I feel like it's a build up and it's like, yeah. it's really nice. But Roshan, what are you going to do now if you get people DMing you being like, so you want a lips in challenge? Like, what, what are you going to do here? Then I'm on it. We'll set one up. We'll be
2: the Joy's World podcast, Time <laughs> the Dope Black Women podcast. Let's go. <laughs> but so you
0: gotta know where to you put your to, money at. If you want a lips, Roshan, just um, message us and we'll sort it out, basically. <laughs> That's what's going on. So, <laughs> Liam, so you mentioned that you go back and forth from London to Jamaica. Thank uh, you. I am, okay, I'm always telling people that I'm looking for a yardie, so don't, don't ask me why. Don't ask me why, I don't know why, but, um. I wanna to go to Jamaica and people are telling me to go to the grill, but I'm gonna to go to Portmore just because wait, is Portmore even in the grill? I don't even know, right? But you know that song, I'm from Portmore, that's in JA. We get, we're, um, that's, we're do it on the beach. Do you know what I mean? Did so do you recommend this?
1: So I definitely, and this is gonna be super judgmental, um, I would recommend neither of those places really yeah so negril is beautiful like it's my favorite one of my favorite parts of jamaica so if you're going there for a holiday yes go to negril because it has beautiful beaches but this is almost exclusively where old white women go and pick up young (laughs) black men young jamaican men with dreads for um who are looking for their visas (laughs) so end up on 90 day fiance. And end up on 90 Day Fiancé. It is not the place to go if you're actually looking for a man who you put could potentially settle down with. If you're looking for a fling, go to grill 100%. Um, Portmore, on the other hand, is... For, so, for the record, geographical location, Portmore is closer to Kingston.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and it is... Uh, often... Uh, It often has a lot of mosquitoes. Oh, okay. Um, And it's very like, it's very uh, populated. It's a very dense part of Kingston, but it has a nice beach. It has great food. Hellsher is in Portmore. Um, And so if you want to get some nice fried fish and festival, go there. Not sure about the men. Can't say I've ever dated a man from Portmore. Um, But Kingston is where, I mean, Kingston, Mandeville... Portland, if you're looking for a good man, yeah, I would, I would, I would focus on those, those parishes. Um, Jamaican men are tricky. I don't know. They're, they're very charming. They're very, they make you feel so good about yourself. Like you think Mm -hmm. you're the prettiest woman alive on the face of the planet. Um, But you know, they, they make everybody feel that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's the problem you're no, you're not the only one and this is obviously a huge generalization and for all that I'm saying I've pretty much only ever d- dated Jamaican men some of whom have been very faithful but the vast majority have cheated on me and I'm guilty of that too like I'm as a Jamaican woman woman Jamaican women cheat too like don't make them fool you um because the culture is very much it lends itself to, uh not being monogamous and that's just the truth mm-hmm. of it the ratio of men to women is massive so there are so many more women than men so right. so many women are willing to share um I, I think, think I'll we- fit right in <laughs> if you're willing to share
0: you you to right toy. I think I'll fit right in <laughs> do you know what you know um Leanne, I've heard that, like, so my friend, like, she's blind and she, her family's from Jamaica and they went on holiday, I think it was about two years ago, and she said that Jamaicans are very direct, so they will literally be to her, like, hey, blind girl, come here, like, yeah. and so all I've got to say is, if you see a headline that says, blind girl, gone wild, you know it's about me, that's all I'm <laughs> going to say. I Jamaica, if the rum hits me, and I even smell a man, I'm I, it's over.
1: And believe me, there will be many there ready and waiting for you to, to, to smell them and to do lots more. Like they are not, they're not, they're not playing. They will let (laughs) you know exactly. I'll say I didn't
0: see where I was going.
1: Do you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) You just fell and
1: slipped on a dick.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's my excuse. And that's what I'm going to stick with Mm -hmm. 100%.
1: Jamaican men are great. I can't live without them, but I can't live with them either. Like they're just, they're an anomaly all to themselves.
0: Yeah. Problematic, but I think I like problematic. I was saying this earlier. I think I'm. A, I think I like
1: toxic men. Allegedly. I mean, here's the thing, right? There, there's a certain thing about. If you are a nice guy, and I hate to say this, this is horrible, but it's very hard to find a nice guy who's also like interesting and dynamic yeah. and makes you and is fun and spontaneous and yeah and he's a genuinely play nice play. guy as well because some men you think they're nice
2: men but they're not they're just playing the game like exactly. you think they're nice men but <laughs> they're not they're just good at hiding the fact that they will be manipulative or emotionally abusive because like I prefer guys that are dickheads and they're just actually dickheads they they their dickhead and they show up like a dickhead because at least when you're talking to them, you know that's what you're getting. Whereas the the, the scary ones, the
1: ones that you think are nice, but they
2: are undercover
1: dickheads. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing: I always say this to my girlfriends, and I think it's true of many of the black women that like I hang out with, is that we're not necessarily like nice women. We're also like dynamic and interesting and spontaneous. And sometimes that comes with like not such great qualities like Mm -hmm. I have Roshan and I have grits Roshan will keep it real sometimes she says things that are so abrupt and so (laughs) and some people will take offense to it similarly I'm very honest and upfront and some people think that makes me an asshole right but it also makes for a very interesting conversation it also means that I'm probably willing to take risks and so there's a certain combination of personalities that go hand in hand and sometimes it just doesn't people are right sometimes it doesn't pay to be nice
2: I guess it's subjective isn't it what I might say is a good guy that's boring To someone else is someone who's safe and secure
1: Mm.
2: yeah in the same way that like a million percent people would say that I'm abrupt and like not me okay actually I think I'd say a lot of people say I'm abrupt they'll say I'm direct but I also feel like for me, I I actually go for people that are like that because I really need, like absolutely need transparency. Do you get what I mean? But for someone, somebody else, they might not want someone like that.
0: Yeah. Whereas
2: like, I can have, I don't thrive well in relationships where I have to guess all the time. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely dated a typical nice guy. Um, you know, very secure in the same stable job for like 10 years um, was, you know, but he was boring and just <laughs> nice, treated me so well, <clears throat>
0: but
1: just boring as fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. and so, and so we ended up breaking up because I just lost interest. But I do yeah. think that there's a combination of finding somebody who is honest, reliable, and still dynamic, and spontaneous, and, and fun, and, and interesting, and and passionate. I think passionate is really the word that I'm looking for. Like, I want somebody who is driven by something, whether they're creative, or whether they're um, passionate about politics, or whether they're yeah. passionate about music. I want somebody who is impassioned by something, and, and you can see that coming out of their pores, you know?
0: Yeah. Now, I, I feel like I am at a point where I kind of like I wanted a relationship. I wanted to find a good guy. I wanted to find like my future husband. Um, but now I'm just like, do you know what? I actually, no, let me just enjoy being a hoe for a little while. Um, so I'm just going to make <laughs> very soon, basically. Um, ladies, what does the future hold for you? What do you guys want to do with dope black women, but also just with your, you know, with yourselves, with your own lives? Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Roshan, you can go first.
2: Um, I think with myself, I just want to continue to grow into the version of myself that I have in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, something I fear a lot is death. And I know it's like the one thing we can't control. But I fear this sort of ideal conversation that I could potentially have with myself where I wish I did this or I wish I did that. And I guess my way to combat that is to continue to step out of my comfort zone. So I I would say my future is just about continuously stepping out of my comfort zone, so that I can be proud of the journey that I've been on, even if that consists of lots of failures. That's something that I'm trying to not allow. That I'm trying to not let me hinder my growth, or I'm trying to not let me like stop me from doing things. Yeah. Um, So yeah.
0: What
1: about Elian, um I think for me what do I want for myself I think you know I'm really enjoying how things are going now at the moment and I'm kind of trying to embrace that while planning ahead so I'm loving where my career is going and I want to keep doing that I want to build a life where I'm going back and forth between Jamaica and and England because I've realized that I can have home can be more than one place and it's usually where the people that you love are not necessarily a geographical location Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and i'm ready to like actually and i've never said this out loud before but i'm ready to like settle down have kids get married do all that like normal shit so so yeah i hope within the next couple of years that's the trajectory that i i go for and then obviously dope black woman is a huge part of that just continuing i think something that's, uh, consistent throughout both of Shan and mine's career is our passion for supporting black women. So regardless of what area we're working in, whether it's podcasting for Roshan or whether it's advocacy and communications for me and policy, um, my focus is always on black women. And so whatever I do moving forward, whether it's continuing with Dope Black Women, which obviously is always going to be a part of our lives or, um anything that I do is gonna be just kind of trying to empower black women so I I love what I'm doing now and I just want to do more of it as much as I can
0: yeah and that's the thing like I and this is why like I always ask people that question like what do you what what does the future hold for you because you know what I feel like it's important to kind of remind ourselves like Mm -hmm what we're working towards. But also I'm a big believer in appreciating what we've got now and what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's all steps to get there, if that makes sense. Um, I think it's nice to just say it out loud and just be honest and be proud of what you want to happen in your future but also be proud of what you're doing now because what you guys are doing is definitely like having an impact and having a platform where black women can feel safe and meet others i think is like it's not something to, to take for granted and i think that like growing up um i didn't i didn't have any, any kind of platform like that so i think that it's really good and i think what's good as well is that it's for all ages as well like you can be a young black woman you can be an older black woman like and i think that's that's important um, people can connect, and I feel, and I used to found your friendship, and so many other people can do that. So I think you guys always need to like give yourself props because it's um, it's definitely important, and and we need it. You know, like we need a good community around us. Um, it's not something to be taken for granted, um, ladies. We are nearly coming to the end. I feel like I could talk to you guys for ages. To be fair. Um, but my last question and this is a very hard hitting one so please brace yourselves um, yes, on your podcast, <laughs> you have people doing takeovers you've had some of my faves tutu's podcast love them shout out to nan and rose um, but
1: <clears throat> oh no what
0: has been or should i say who has been your favorite takeover oh. take your time
1: to think about this take your time no time needed, obviously Joy's World podcast. I mean, that wasn't even something we needed to think about. But actually, all jokes aside, when Shan and I got the recording, Shan said to me, you need to listen to this podcast. She's so funny. She's freaking hilarious. We need to just like big up this podcast as much as possible and it's true you are so funny you're so engaging so you are genuinely one of our favorite takeovers 100% thank you
2: thank
1: you I've, and I'm I've... not even
2: lying either like that's, yeah. that's a genuine thing I don't think I really have a favorite but I think but out of the ones that we've had um yours is probably the only one that I've gone out of my way to to message Leanne and say you need to listen to it so I it's guess it's actually by the only that. one I've never said that so far <laughs>
0: I think like it's really, what I, I appreciate
2: really, about yeah. all of them is that it's always a different perspective that I probably would have brought to the podcast or that I would yep. have heard. And I think it just helps to continue to understand the rest of like, the diaspora.
0: And that's the thing. I think it's a really nice idea, actually, like doing the takeovers because A, you're giving other podcasts a chance, you know, on your platform. And as you say, like you're getting a different perspective. So I think like, I think it's a really good idea. I was really happy to do it. Um, and it was really fun. Now, ladies... Um, everyone that comes on my podcast, I like to get them a little something just to say thank you for your time. So, bear with me; I'm having a blind moment. I have to check I'm showing like the right one because that'll be hella awkward. Um, <laughs> I think what you're doing is amazing, <laughs> and I think it should be headline news. Really, I think I think you should be in the papers. I think you should be in the magazines,
1: ladies. So, Leanne, this is yours oh my goodness that's so no, adorable that so you're so <laughs> cute joy
0: there is a message inside as well but i'll let you read that privately roshan this is yours my love oh my no, god yeah. so you are the most adorable in my house that is so beautiful i hope you like it i read your instagrams i, I took screenshots <laughs> i did the damn thing you
1: never get presents it's so cute thank you you're
0: welcome lady thank you so much for coming on my podcast before you go please let everyone know where they can find you instagram twitter whatsapp just shout that out again
1: um on instagram we are dope black woman one on facebook and twitter we're dope black woman But of course, if you ever want to get in touch, you can also email us at info at dopeblackwoman.org. Awesome.
0: Thank you. And I would just say as well to my listeners, like, don't be scared. Like, if you are a black woman and you're listening to this and you're like, do you know what? I would really like to meet other black women. Don't be scared. I feel like sometimes people are kind of scared to join new things or like be a part of something. But I would say, like, since I've known about you guys, like I've always felt welcome. I have met other people from there as well. And I think, yeah, like just don't be scared. Just like literally, it's it is like a big family. Mm Um Thank you so much for coming on. Um, listeners, remember to follow your dreams and follow me on Instagram at Joy's World, the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at JoyXOXO. Email me if you're a hot guy or a hot girl or a Jamaican. <laughs> Joy's podcast at hotmail.com. Remember to stay happy and live your best life always.